Hello, Keisha. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. And you? I'm doing great. Just came back from a, a trip, tired, but always ready. Nice. Thanks for coming to Afropluric. Thanks for the interview. So I think okay. a, a lot of... <laughs> I think a lot of uh, our audience know who you are, but please... Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Explain what a legend you are, please. Lord, legend. All right. So I'm a three times uh, Cora Award winner, uh, MTV Europe Award nominated, uh, African and more uh, focusedly uh, representing DRC and Portugal. But I lived all around the world, so I don't really have a nationality. Uh, I lived between, I was born in Kinshasa, but I lived in Kinshasa, Ivory Coast, uh, Abidjan, uh, Brussels, uh, Waterloo, uh, New York, um, Pointe-à-Pitre, Fort de France, Cayenne. Uh, and currently, I'm, I'm residing in Lisbon. I am a producer, executive producer, writer, composer, uh, sound engineer as well in my in my times. Uh, I also directed uh, 20 videos, uh, released, uh, launched and released um, probably between 2003 and 2010. Um, I would say music that redefined uh, Kizomba, Zouk, and Kompa, to say the less, I think. Nice, nice. Eh. So, I do how thing. did you, yes, how did you get started in music? Uh, when I was a kid, I really was always using forks and knives to, to do rhythms. And um, by the time I was um, eight, my mother bought me a very small synthesizer where I could just do a, a monophonic notes. And I got obsessed with a, a, a show that was called Supercopter. Uh, that was like one of these 80s series. And I was obsessed with the, the theme of the, of the show. So I kept trying to replay it with my little synthesizer and I started like that. Uh, and then uh, I could not do two notes at the same time. So that's when I discovered that there was monophonic, polyphonic. So that's then the next Christmas I asked my mom for something a little bigger. And then I had something that I could play eight notes at the same time. So that's when I discovered chords. So I started Mm -hmm. doing chords and I started doing the same track all the time but then I was asking myself ah, I need to put a bass in there how can I how can I how come I cannot put a bass and at the same time play the piano how come I cannot play the the, the bass and at the same time play a, a, a rhythm and that's mm -hmm. when I, I I I start really like digging into the music magazines and I realized that there's there was a there was a sequencer synthesizer. So that's when I really was. So by, by the time I got like 
13, 14. Um, my mom told me that if I was good at school, in my birthday, I could get like something a little elaborate. She, she had no clue what I was asking for, but she was telling me, listen, uh, so I, I, there was this, this synthesizer called, called Yamaha V50. And this one had a sequencer, a drum machine. Uh, uh, you could, you can create your own sound. You could use, like it had a whole library of a thousand sounds. Plus you could create your own sounds and, and edit the sounds. And I think by the time I got 14, I got it. And it was like huge. It was a huge synth at that time with a screen and, you know, all the bells and whistle. And that's when I, that's when I started, uh, uh, really like not only creating sounds, uh, mm -hmm. Cause I really had in my head, I would hear a sound, but I was like, no, that's not how I want it to sound. So I would enter and start working on, on FM synthesis and really like, and PCM synthesis and trying to really like tweak the sounds. So in the beginning, in the beginning, I would tweak sounds and create my own basses, my own synths. Then I really start from zero. And by the time I was 15, I was really creating bass sounds and and sing sounds and creating the same song I, I was i've been creating the same song since i was uh nine i was doing the same song but every time i had a new machine i would add stuff to the same song so it was a simple song with simple chords but then i had the song with a bass then i had the song with some rhythms then i then i started you know adding some so i was i think my first track was probably uh deep house pop-ish stuff because that's what i was listening to growing up in paris i was listening to a lot of european pop like aa ah, ah, def leopard uh durand durand pet shop boys so i really was trying to do that sound but at the same time i was adding a little bit of that congo flavor in it and uh by the time i got 16 17 i really was understanding that i needed a sampler and so mm -hmm. at that time, it was, well, I started really going out of house music and pop and more into hip hop and R&B. And I understood clearly that I needed either SP-1200 or Akai S950 uh, so I could sample stuff. My mother, my mother, my parents are very uh, big audiophiles. So my, my dad uh, built a whole club in his house in Kinshasa, uh, I think he, there's a there's, there's a, cl a club in um, in Paris called the Cœur Samba, and my dad made like a replica of the club in the basement of the house uh, back then nice. back then in Congo. So my mom had a collection of eight thousand vinyls in there. So every time I would go to Congo, I would or every time she would come to to Paris, she would bring like a hundred uh, vinyls. So I would take those vinyls. I would start sampling little parts that I needed to to get kicks, drums, I hats, and at the same time I would program my sounds in my in my uh, in my synthesizer. But I really needed a real sampler to start. So when I got uh, I think seventeen or eighteen, uh, my dad played uh, my 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 dates at the casino, and apparently he won a lot of money. So it was like, 
So he bought me a, a nice Cartier watch. And I was like disappointed. And he was like, oh, like, Why? I, wish, I wish I could find our watch today. I don't know where I put it. But now I realize this thing cost a lot of money. But at that time, I really didn't care. I mean, I was never about uh, material stuff. For me, it was always about my home studio. I would... Uh, We would we would spend the uh, the week in in uh, in Paris during school, and then mm -hmm. the weekend in in Waterloo in in Belgium, and I would walk with my I would take the train. It was before the Thales train, so the Thales train for those who are not Europeans, is the train that goes between uh, Paris up to up to to Germany, and mm -hmm. and this is the one you take when you want to go between Paris and and Brussels. But before this train. It was the TEE, Transport Européen, something. And it was like Transport Europe Express, something like that. And we would take that. It would take you three hours to arrive in Brussels. And I would, every weekend, I would be there with my my biggest synthesizer and mm -hmm. go back and forth and, and start really going into the hip hop movement and at the same time, really exploring uh, sound creation and, and, always at the service of that one song that I never released. It was like, it was the, that one beat that I was always doing. And uh, when he, he saw that I was a little disappointed, he was like, what do you want? And I said, oh, listen, uh, it's called the S950 from Akai. He was like, how much does it cost? So at that time, it was like the equivalent of uh, probably a thousand euros or something like that, or maybe maybe more. And he was like, No problem. So we went to a, a store in Paris called Piano Dodé, and that's when I I got the sampler and my sound changed. All of a sudden, I could sample tracks from. And, and and you know when you are a beat maker, you can hear stuff that people don't hear in music, mm -hmm. and 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 when you are a so nowadays it's easy. You have you know you have websites where you can download high quality samples so people are lazy but back in my days when you would listen to a song when you would hear a snare or a kick by itself you would be like oh you would know that at 00.01.33 there's a that you have to sample so soon as i had the samples i created a whole library of samples that i still use today because the sound of a uh, of 12 beats or, 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 or eight beat samples are don't, don't have the same quality as the, the recordings of today that are very clean and people mm -hmm. actually use the plugins to dirty their samples. So me, I, I created my whole collection of samples using the S950. So it had specific uh, digital to analog converters that really had that greedy sound, very hip hop sound. And that's, That's how I really started getting into uh, the music production. Then, then I got uh, Cubase 2.5, I think, on the Atari ST. Uh, that's a long time ago. Uh, I also started probably before Atari. I started making music on Sound Tracker on on Amiga. Then I started. Uh, no, that's old computers. That's like that's when a, a, a track was a. Uh, The size of a the your whole sample and end song was one floppy disk of 500 kilobytes, uh, so you had to have 
you had maybe eight seconds of sample. So you really had to be creative in what you used, the time exactly that you sample. But that's really when, uh, when, you, don't, when you don't have that much, um, when you have limited power and, and uh, real estate, that's when you get creative. And that's when I started doing a lot of uh, hip hop beats uh, and also house music beats for French rappers. Uh, but it was at the same time that rap started in France. And I really just wanted to be a beat maker at that time. I don't know if you want me to continue or because I can. Yeah. <laughs> that was so interesting. Nice. So, okay. Where did you get the idea to bring the Afro-African-American side back into Afro-Caribbean music? like in one of your first classic where you sample Kassav? So um, back in 96, uh, to me, I mean, it, it, it came naturally because I believe that uh, at that time, everybody was sampling James Brown and, and Otis Redding and the, mm -hmm. the, the, the classic of soul music of, or, or 70s, 60s R&B music uh, to create hip hop music. And I grew up listening to Kassav, to Cesare Evora, to Kofiolomide, to Zaiko Langalanga, to, to San Fantomas, to music. I went, I grew up my first uh, seven years on in, in Kinshasa, then in Ivory Coast, and then in France. So okay. being uh, culturally uh, multicultural, mixed, mm -hmm. mixed I... I was always returning on 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 every summer before the war started. I was always returning to Congo to see my parents, and at a point, um, yeah, when I was there, that's that was the. It was no, I mean, everybody was listening to, to Bobby Brown and 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 Guy and Key Sweat and uh, when we were fifteen and doing the barbecues in Kinshasa, but. Uh, and you know, uh, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, uh, uh, Naughty by Nature. But at home, when you're in the terrace with your parents, it was Celia Cruz, it was Omadiana, Kassav, uh, Ule, Zouk La Cécile Medicament Uni, it was Zouk music and uh, Cuban, Cuban music, uh, Congolese rumba, and um, Cuban rumba, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, I was like, if the Americans are sampling the, their heroes, mm -hmm. I don't have no reason to sample Mine. Mm -hmm. their heroes. I'd, ra I'd rather sample my heroes. So to me, it was completely normal to sample Kassav. And, and uh, by the time I met uh, Jean-Michel Rotin in 96, Uh, we ended up going on tour after a year. So I'm in the West Indies with, with, with him and, and, and all his crew. And we are touring uh, between Martinique, Guadeloupe, and Guyane. And I'm now I'm listening to Zouk like every day. And uh, at the same time, I think that's the time when Wyclef releases uh, Carnival. I think it's 97, mm -hmm. something like that. We were on tour at that time. And To us, it was a revelation. It was like, yeah, listen, uh, they are they are sampling their own music because they are proud of their music. Mm -hmm. And 
yes, we are doing hip hop, R&B and et cetera, but I mean, I much respect to Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder and, and, and Otis Redding and, and all the American music, but, but those are not my heroes. My heroes are the ones from from the continent, from from from, and 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 I and I, I mean for me, uh, the whole diaspora is part. We it's all the whole brotherhood. But still, if if we get a little territorial, especially when I was younger, to me, what I grew up listening to was more uh, a mix of Congolese music, African music in the broader sense, Zouk, R and B, and European music. So mm -hmm. it completely made sense for me to sample Kassav and do a hip hop track. And what people don't understand is that uh, Bounce Baby is not a, a Zook track. It's a, it's a rap song. It's a, yeah, it's I a know. And the bass is like a big sub bass, and then and but in the West Indies, it got mm -hmm. labeled Zook and it became number one there. So then I, I got labeled a Zook artist when in reality I was really just doing hip hop with Zook samples. And uh, but listen, uh, in the beginning, I was like, no, no, that's not, but a hundred thousand CDs sold later, I was like, well, I'll call okay. it. <laughs> nice so okay that's so nice so um, i'm curious what though a plugin mm -hmm. do you actually use and what are your favorites uh, so i used to i used to buy every single plugin uh and then i realized that um It's a waste of time to try to have everything because mm -hmm. you end up not really using everything. Um, but I come from analog. I come okay. from uh, having your little mixer at home, plugging your S950 for the rhythms, plugging your TR rack for the percussions. And as since I had a, Roland uh, JV2080, and uh, I would also use the, the, the Korg uh, Trinity. Mm -hmm. uh, so back in the days, that's really how I would make music, and I would create my own sound or transform sounds that were in there. So I really had to, to go digital in contrary to a lot of people who, who usually um, are... Um, Yeah, usually people are, especially in this generation, it's just a bunch of plugins and thousands of sounds, etc. Me, I really, um, I really started uh, completely differently. So uh, in now, in terms of plugin, after trying a lot of things, I think I use uh, to get those sounds from uh, those analog sounds from old synths. I use uh, the Arturia Moog collection. That's for my bass, the bass line, because it really gets near the basses that I used to use. I use a lot the the virtual version because now it exists of the JV uh, 2080. Mm -hmm. 
that's it's full on, right? Full on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Japanese uh, corporation. Um, same thing for the, the the Trinity. I also use the Trinity, uh, the virtual version. I use also um, uh, Nexus. I think mm-hmm. I have Nexus in every single bank uh, <laughs> that exists. But I mean, I end up always using more or less the the sounds that I have. But if let's let's say I want to do a reggaeton track, sometimes I can just go to the reggaeton thing. And but in reality, yeah, you, once you you create your own sound, yeah, you stick to certain things. But it's always good to have enough in case. So I use a. Uh, I, I start. I, I started using Nexus back when it was like eight CD-ROMs. So that's like long time. I've been using Nexus for a long time. I think Nexus one. Wow. I have Nexus four point five, but like I really started back, back, back in the days. Um, I also use a uh, a lot of EDM stuff. Uh, you can hear in my music. I I, I I use a lot of EDM sounds, but then I I. I pervert them into into something else. So sometimes I just reprogram them a little bit to sound the way I want. Um, I use a few plugins uh, from Logic, which mm-hmm. is the DAW I use. I use some some plugin that are in there. I use a battery. I used to use battery a lot. I think I still use battery from Native Instrument for my rhythms. But I'm starting slowly to replace it with a um, uh, drum designer from Logic, even if I still prefer battery. Uh, but I, I, I created a lot of drum kits in battery that uh, I'm trying to now turn them into uh, uh, Logic. But I mean, I still don't, I still prefer battery. It's, 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 it's better design, but I see that they, they kind of stopped updating the program, so in case they they it stops working one day, mm-hmm. I'm already starting to 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 move all my all my old nine S nine hundred fifty Akai samples are following me and being recreated in every time I use a new program. I take Sundays to to do drum programming, to do drum kit creations, to do a uh, sound design in in every uh, every sense that I have. I also use uh, so when I started doing on my piano, I discovered a few things that they use. So I forgot the name, but uh, for the log yeah. drum, right? For the log drum, I have um, I use the ES two from mm-hmm. Logic, but I also have a log drum plugin uh, that I bought it probably in some some loop place. Um, and I also use uh, Purity. Yeah, Purity. Mm-hmm. But it's only when I want to do, I'm a piano or Afro house. Most of the time, I'm, I'm more going to be between uh, a lot of also sample-based stuff, pro uh, instruments from Logic, plus electric pianos. I've been looking for something that sounds like the JV for a long time. Uh, and I've been moving from, but I never found something that really sound the way I want, but I have a few plugins. Listen, I have, I could not tell you like all the plugins I use because I have a lot of them. I don't use nice. a lot, but I have enough for everything that I need. 
Okay. Uh, did you try Spitfire? Maybe Spitfire Labs? They no, make really um, great piano and uh, electric okay. piano, really uh, analog sound. I've been using the one from Spectrasonic. Okay. I use their, I used, uh, what are their, their two uh, plugins? Uh, they have two of them. Uh, they have uh, the one with the keyboards. I think it's, uh, let me see, Spectra Sonics, Escape and uh, Omnisphere 2. Ah, yeah, Escape, yeah. So, yeah. Keyscape have amazing pianos, so I've been mm -hmm. using that these days. I also have something uh, called um, from Gospel. Uh, that's a Gospel electric piano. It's it's not bad, but I mean, I used to I used I created a sound in the JV using the 70s, 60s uh, sound cards, and mm -hmm. it's hard to recreate that even with the, the version. Of it. Yeah, mm -hmm. um. It had a, a distinct sound that you can recognize in my, my early production. So I have a lot of, I probably have like, because when I, once I create a sound that I like, I save it as a preset inside Logic and it saves everything the, with the, the name of the instrument. So me, I just call them EP uh, 2012, 2000. So I have until 2023 and I have a lot of them, but uh, from different plugins, but none of them sound exactly like I want. I'm glad you use uh, you say you lose you use Logic Pro because uh, I use it and a uh, lot of legends use it like Tibelen, Pharrell, a lot of people. But I know a lot of people love FL Studio, but for me, Logic Pro is the best. And uh, as you said, there are a lot of uh, Intel plugins that are really excellent. Mm. I think it's really yeah. underrated. Like, by example, Alchemy, Alchemy, I don't know what yeah, to say. Alchemy, Alchemy. Yes, that's so, that's so great. And, it uh, is. Uh, I, I started using Logic at Logic 7 or 8, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. So my, 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 my parkour as a, a programmer was a Cubase 2, 3, mm -hmm. 4, Then uh, I went to Nuendo. Then I moved to Digital Performer. Uh, okay. That's when I moved on the, on the Mac. Uh, then, then I moved to Pro Tools. I programmed on Pro Tools, and I was doing the vocals there because that's what we used in the studio. And then when I moved to recording at home, that's when I really got into Logic, and I really... Okay moved everything into logic and it's uh i believe that um when i tell people and when they ask me what to use i always tell them use what you like because they all do the same thing it's really a preference in terms of yeah. preference uh, how you're going to program and they all copy each other at a point everybody's doing the same thing uh it's just that um when when i when i go out of logic And I tried to, to use other other programs. It actually, uh, it, they all sound complicated for me compared to compared to to the simplicity of logic. Like, there's some stuff where I'm like, guys, it's, well, listen, there are some stuff that I learned on logic that I've been trying to do for 
ever. And I've been saying to myself, how come they, how can I, how come they don't have that? Come on, man. I used to do that on Pro Tools. And then five days ago, I was uh, editing a, a track. And then I'm like, how come I cannot do this on Logic? And then I was like, oh, YouTube. So I go to mm -hmm. YouTube and I look at how can I consolidate a track and make it start from zero to whatever and just full audio. And then somebody says on YouTube, oh, that's how you do it. And I was like, oh my God, all these no. years. <laughs> so <laughs> Logic actually can do everything. But sometimes you don't really know that all you have to do is just use that tool because sometimes on other other programs, just you go to the menu and you just click something. And on Logic, sometimes you have to know the right tool to do it. But actually, it's an amazing program that, like, I've been, I recorded, uh, I think, all my production and all my albums since, uh, I would say 2006. Everything has it been is. done on Logic wow. Pro. Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything has been recorded and mixed and mastered sometime inside, inside of Logic. Yeah. So, okay. I could big, up, big up Logic Pro. Maybe uh, yeah. someone here in Apple. Big up. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have a question. So, they call me. Yes. So, Of course, you make a, a big hit with uh, Les DS. Yes. yes. And uh, logic. how did you come with the idea of producing Les DS? With, uh, that was so great. Uh, so, uh, on a changé, and, and I, mean, I mean, I did the whole album. I produced like, I think, 80% of the album. Actually, my good friends, uh, Blaise and mm -hmm. Kojo from uh, Nouvelle Donne, they really wanted to, to get out of... Uh, producing hip-hop and producing a girl group. Uh, in the beginning, mm -hmm. um, I think we did a track for a group and the girls were um, models in the music video and one of them was singing. That's how they decided they want to do a girl group. And when they said they want to do a girl group, that's when they call me and they say, okay, we want to do a girl group and we want you to to." to executive produce and produce the whole the whole album and uh i was like okay what do you want to do exactly and they in the beginning they wanted to do a coupe de calais girls band that was the, the the what what they decided to do in the beginning so we started the first track was tous les mêmes which was in the same style of what i did for tia or on Dicoi. and uh after doing that song Uh, they changed the direction. Now they wanted to do a lot of uh, old Zook songs, but new versions. So cover covers of uh, Tu Me Manque uh, mm. and uh, Leo Love and tracks like that. So in, in the beginning, that's the direction they wanted to go. And uh, as we were uh, working on it and I, I, I told them, listen, I believe we have to do Destiny's Child. So Lila, mm. Beyonce, and the other two are, are the other girls. And we have to focus on one singer. Uh, and she was the one who was the, the, the better sing, singing. At, at They were like between 17 and 18 when we started. And I said, listen, she's the one that has to sing. Uh, 
And um, I remember one day uh, I had studio at 2 p.m. And I went partying all night. I was out all night, came back home, 7 a.m., tired. I sleep until like 1 p.m. Then I get a call from Blaise, the, 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 the other owner of the label. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yo, we're waiting for you in the studio. Are you ready? When are you coming? I was like, oh, Lord, what time is it? I was like, oh, it is 1. Oh, I go to my shower, take a quick shower, like <laughs> rapid get out the shower, I start preparing everything. And then I'm like, oh, I don't have a beat for these girls. I don't have nothing to make them sing on. So I turn on Logic and I was like, <laughs> 15 minutes, I finish the beat and I tell them, uh, hey, um, I'm sending a beat by email. Uh, you start working on it. And it, they were with Camus, who's a, mm -hmm. who's a French rapper. Yes, and, I know. Okay, Henry, Camus, yes. Exactly. So same label. So uh, they were like, oh, okay, Camus going to write something by the time you come. I say, yeah, 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 perfect. And uh, and they say, yeah, but you know, we're doing two songs today. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm like, okay, you guys start working on this one. And I'm creating, I'm, 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 I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I was, listen, I was still half naked on my chair working on the second beat. So I did the first one on a change in 15 minutes straight, send them the beat as they're working on it. And I'm saying, oh, I'm going to be a little late. I have something to do, whatever. And I'm now create Danse Avec Moi, which is the second single that also was. And when I arrived in the studio, so... Uh, yeah, they finished recording the whole thing. And um, after that, I did uh, Danse Avec Moi, which is the one I wrote also. Uh, and same thing, I did the beat probably in 20 minutes and then I wrote it in, as she was singing, I was I was just telling her, okay, j'ai attendu ce moment, je presque tout me dis, okay, sing this, j'ai attendu ce moment. And she was like, okay. So, uh, I mean, there's no, the cooking recipe is just, you know, the way we do beats, just, Wake up, you inspire, you do a beat, you throw it, and then the people make it a hit. There's no... So, I mean, it's just... Uh, on a changé, actually, people call it a Zouk track, but it's actually a candy Zouk, which is my my sauce of Zouk, which is inspired from Kizomba and Cap Virgin, Cap Virgin Zouk uh, with hip-hop samples, because I'm still using my old S950 samples. So that's how why it sounds like this. And uh yeah, listen, that that beat was I mean almost that was 20 minutes. That was really futuristic, really futuristic because as yeah. you said, the kick and the snare was really hip hop, maybe really, yeah. uh, American hip hop uh, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, the, the chords really like dreamy, like no, that was and the and the rhythm. Actually, the rhythm is 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 more reggaeton, and not even like because the it's like it's actually. I mean, it's it's actually more old eighties zouk, but with a hip hop flavor. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the 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 synthesizer work is more uh, 
is between Cap Virgin music and Pet Shop Boys Europop. And but because it's too complicated, people, if you make if you play it in in Haiti, they will call it compa. If you played it in the West Indies, they will say zouk. And if you played it in, in, in Portugal, they would say, oh, kizomba. Kizomba. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> to me, it's funny. It's just like, because for me, I'm like, it's none of all that. And actually, those beats are so futuristic that right now on TikTok, On a Changé is exploding and, and my song, Something Going On, is also... Not only, not only this one, you know the other one, Something Going On. <laughs> uh, something Going On. We are about to reach 10 billion views on TikTok, which is... Yeah, congrats. And, and, congrats. and I think 20 million stream almost. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's... I didn't know that was you. I was thinking people copy your style. Ah, no, no, it was, my, it was me. It and was I me. Said, ah, after that, I said, ah, that's really you. Yes, yes. With the scent, because as you said, you always use the sound like, the scent like EDM, but your way... Of use it, EDM is really your your song. So I wouldn't say EDM. Not EDM, I would, EDM, man. I would say Europop because this, those sounds okay. are the sound from the 80s. Like if you listen to a lot of Durand Durand, yes. Bronx Beat, like the song that I grew up in, that's the, that sound of those those times. Like people were. I would even say house music, maybe more than EDM. Like really the the first house music when it was made by black people in Chicago, those mm -hmm. are the sounds that I really use that you can recognize the polysynths from the JV. Uh, the bass lines are very, uh, uh, it's the, the 101 bass from the JV. It's, it's something that I've, when I didn't have a, a JV anymore, I started recreating it in every sample, every program that I, that I had, I would recreate that sound by myself. Nice. So the interview is almost finished. Too long. So, <laughs> so what are your upcoming projects? All right. Uh, terms of project, uh, I uh, release my album number 10 called Bantu Royalty. So it's an album of 50 songs uh, mm -hmm. to follow up with my album number nine, African Prince, that had 40 songs. And my... Uh, My ongoing project was actually to take every song in my album and have beat makers do remixes. So I'm releasing every two weeks remixes of the 50 songs until we have 500 remixes. And in between, I'm also releasing new songs every Friday. So I'm really productive. I just wow. released a track last Friday called Casanova that I probably already have six six hundred streams, six thousand streams. So it's it's um, and I'm also doing a lot of remixes from something going on because it it is blowing. So I'm I'm creating new versions of the songs okay. because you know once you have a, a hit on TikTok, people call you and they say, oh, can we license the song and they make money mm. off of you? And me, I'm like, no, nah, I'm gonna do it myself because I'm an exec, I'm an exec too. So I I know the game. So I'm being actually uh enjoying the success of something going on and it also permits me to really do what i want in terms of production because nice. i make so much money from an old song that i can just be free again as an artist because once you once you make a hit you kind mm -hmm. of people are trying to force you to recreate a hit when a hits most of the time you do you do it by mistake so i'm um, 
once you have a one of those songs that and I have a whole catalog that I own that generates way more than enough money to not have to tour, to not have to to just be here in my home studio chilling. So I can really be creative and just have you, fun. Yeah. That's what hmm. I'm doing every Friday, one well, new song, change styles every Friday. Yes. Okay. Nice to know. Um, the last word, what advice can give you to a music producer, a beginner music producer? All right. I would give a completely different advice if we were in 2003. Mm-hmm. But in the world of today where, uh, thanks to all the beautiful uh, websites like Afroplug, anybody mm-hmm. can be a music producer. Um, in a world where anybody can do the same thing because everybody's using the same loops, everybody's using the same synth, everybody's using going to uh, YouTube and looking at a tutorial and, and they're all building tracks using the same construction kits. The world is being standardized. My my advice to beat makers is be different. You want to do a piano? I'm a, I'm a piano. Do it, but do it your way. Everybody's using a log drum and say, oh, this is the soul of I'm a piano. Fuck that. Do use something else. Everybody, you want to do Afro house? Use your sound. You want to do zook? Use hip hop or use reggaeton samples to do zook. Like try to create your sound. Not a lot of producers, when you hear the sound, you can say, oh, that's Keisha. I have that because I created subgenres of everything that I touch and I make sure that whatever I do, it sounds like me. Nowadays, everybody sounds the same. If you really want to, in a, in, a, in a sea where every, every beat you make is just a little raindrop in the sea, if you want to create your own island, have personality. Don't be scared to move completely against the grain. And it's okay if it doesn't work the first song. It's okay if it doesn't work after 10 songs. It's okay if after 100 songs it doesn't work. When it's going to work, people are going to be like, oh my God, there's, there's thousands of them? Yes. Be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Nice. Thank you a lot. Thanks a lot for this interview, Keisha. That was really uh, inspiring, helpful. And uh, yes, thanks for for your your touch for really um, I can how to say advance the culture in your own way, as you said, with your personality, with your history. Uh, you were part of really the the sound actually of Zouk and variants like Kizombai Compa. So yeah. yeah, we don't have to forget, especially for everyone who buy from Afro Plug Compa Loops. He's one of the king, man. <laughs> so thank you very much. And uh, thanks for yeah. everyone for listening this episode. And see you soon. Bless Bye-bye. Everybody. Bless. Thank you for having me.